Welcome to the Knife Journal Podcast, episode number 14. My name is Kyle Versteg. Jim Noka will not be with us today because this is just kind of a special edition. This is an interview that I recorded with our friend Corey Murphy, and you've heard of him on the podcast before if you're a regular listener. I'll uh, just leave it at that. Enjoy the interview. Uh, there's probably going to be some noise because it was recorded up in the mountains. Never mind that. Just enjoy the content. And nothing else to say. So I'm here. Uh, I'm in uh, way, way deep in the mountains, in the Smoky Mountains, uh, with somebody that's been the topic of a lot of uh, discussions on the podcast before, um, but we've never actually had him on. And you'll hear some gunshots and probably some other monkey business going on because I'm at the uh, Becker Gathering for fall of 2013. And joining me for for right now is uh, Murph. You want to you want to give your whole name or no yeah, name that's, or that's fine. Murph is good. <clears throat> yeah, we can go Corey Murphy. Yeah, Corey Murphy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Murph Nuge on the forums. Yeah. Yourself out. And so he, um, anyway, he's. I've had some pretty significant dirt time with him, and uh, he is one of the uh, dynamic duo that's responsible for a knife that I talk about pretty frequently on here, the M18, and. Uh, why don't why don't we just why don't I just get the story of the M18 first? Like, how did that happen? Because there's well, we get some questions about that. We've uh we we do have the video out there I believe as proof, but uh, uh Todd and I's story uh you know we we've done a lot of horse trading back and forth over the years, but uh for the most part the M18 came about because of a knife we weren't equally impressed with between the two of us. Um, I won't name it. But we weren't fans of it, and it was a one-all do-everything knife. Um, we came back with another knife that we thought was kind of cool, uh, out of Australia somewhere. It was a chopper, and between the two of us, tweaking, we came up with the M18. We we didn't need a saw back. We didn't need a. We needed a little bit bigger than a hatchet. Okay. You know, um, but we wanted something with, <clears throat> excuse me, some uh, some length to it to give a real chop right and i'm a fan of big knives okay i mean a pretty big fan of big knives so we needed a we needed something that you wanted to remember that you were carrying when you're out in the woods <laughs> not a uh something oh where did i put it i forgot my other pack now you ain't gonna forget this thing right that's what we were after okay now um we've uh brushed on the subject before on the podcast uh of uh, knives that guys that are in the military carry, and uh, people that know me, I, I will occasionally say, well, I have a friend that was, uh, you know, in such and such, and in the military, and, you know, you're one of the guys that I'm talking about when I say I have a friend that, like, does the real deal. Okay. Like, not the monkey business stuff, not the cook, but, like, the guy. Yes. And so um, we've had the discussion on the podcast before. Well, you know, we we think that probably the the guys that are actually out there doing it, um, the majority of them, 
you know, aren't going to carry like a $500 folder and mm. and all these um, knives that are marketed as, well, this goes to the military and stuff. Um, so you were, a, you were a saw gunner, right? Uh, <clears throat> my first time in Iraq, I was a saw gunner. The right. second time around, I was standard 0311 infantry. Wasn't, I mean, there wasn't anything pretty about it. It was just 0311 infantry, no scout sniper, no nothing fancy. Right. Um, saw gunner the first time. Uh, second time around, I was a uh, I was a uh, fire team leader. Okay. Um, and then um, it just turned around that I, I carried an M16A4. Uh-huh. I also had a shotgun. Okay. Now that stayed in the vehicle most of the time because I didn't need both. Um, and then I had a uh, a sub gun that I confiscated at some point. Right. And then I had the nine strapped to my leg. Okay. That's why I went with the shorter knife the second time around. Okay. Now, um, so you've been there, you've kind of done that, and you're kind mm-hmm. of a, you're from kind of a, the modern era of our military. Mm-hmm. Now, a, a lot of my other friends, and you may have been one of the ones that told me this, but a lot of my other military friends tell me that um, if you're down to a gun, or if you're down to a knife, um, you're in deep doo-doo. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it's really... It's really not all seen all that much as a weapon nowadays. Is that? Would you say that? I mean, I would say that's pretty accurate. Um, nowadays, <clears throat> excuse me. Nowadays, it seems like it's more of a uh, maybe a utilitarian tool. I mean, okay. you know, everything from the the standard cliche of opening MREs, um, uh, opening boxes, all your normal day-to-day tasks that you would normally use a pocket knife for in the civilian world, we do that in the military. Um, but with the intent that if you had to, you could rely on it to save your life. Okay. And you're not going to use your Swiss Army knife to fight off a, an enemy combatant. Right. I mean, you could. If you had to, you'd do it. Yeah. You know, but you wouldn't want to. Okay. Um, but it's it's the same idea. <clears throat> um, you know, you, you're looking for... Everybody carries a folder or a Leatherman or both. Okay. Um, and then you have a fixed blade to augment that um, or supplement it. Um, yeah, that that's pretty much the gist of it so far, as far as that. Yeah. Now, um, specific knives that that you carried when you were over there. Getting getting <clears throat> specific. Getting specific. Uh, I carried a. I first got a Gerber when I was in training. Not uh, boot camp, obviously, because you didn't carry any weapon or tool there other than that M7 bayonet they issued. Yeah. Um, uh, SOI, School of Infantry with the Marine Corps. I carried uh-huh. uh, I carried a Gerber tool, and the only reason I really liked it over any tool, and I'm, I'm not endorsing any product, just saying what I've had, um, I could flip it out one-handed as a saw gunner. Uh-huh. If you kept your hand on the gun with one, you could flip out that tool with the other. Do whatever you had to do, put it back, or you know, cut wire, whatever, one-handed while you're holding wire, whatever you were doing. Uh-huh. Um, nowadays, I prefer Leatherman. It's it's just because I'm. It's a preference. Um, as far as folders, I carried a Benchmade Striker, the okay. standard folder, not the auto. I don't have any need for that. Um, the fixed blades I carried a uh, the first time was a Mashax uh, BK4 from Becker, mm-hmm. and that was. Honest to God, pure coincidence that I'm here today. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll tell the story of that later or whatever. But uh, And then I had a BK-10 the second time around that I bought. Okay. Also from Becker. 
but I went with that after carrying the BK4. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, so those are those are pretty darn basic knives. That's not your five hundred dollar freaking, you know, super steel with all these crazy things. Mm -hmm. What from your experience was that? Uh, was that what what you pretty much saw across the board? I mean. Were there some, there, I, I, I bet it's probably like a bell curve, like the general population. You're going to have some guys that are carrying like crazy stuff, some guys that are carrying really crappy stuff, and then most guys are cl kind of clustered around the middle. <clears throat> yeah, you get a lot of, uh, I mean, you got you got guys in everything, in every aspect you do in life, whether it's a job or a hobby, you got guys that go to one extreme or the other. The guys that say, oh, I want just enough to get the done or get this done, or the guys that say, I want the... I want the best of the best, the thing that they're talking about on the forums or the thing that they're not talking about that they don't know about at this point in time. Uh-huh. Um, kind of like music, you know. Right. Same thing. Well, this band sold out because they weren't known about until this point in time. Whatever. Um, <clears throat> it, it's the same thing. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I saw pretty much whatever they sold in the PX is what the average guy was going to buy. Okay. Um, and then they would find out later through trial and error, hey, that wasn't good enough, or, hey, I broke it, I'm just going to go buy another. Okay. <laughs> that was that happened a lot too. Uh, I went through three Gerbers before I decided I liked Leatherman better. Yeah. <laughs> and then I bought like four or five Leatherman since, but not because they broke, just because I liked them. Yeah, it's it, it kind of you get one and you know it's it's the night there's a there's this whole thing and I'm assuming if you're listening to the podcast you're into knives, um, so you kind of get it. But if you just stumble across this, like it's like anything, like you get. You get something, you use it for a while, and you're kind of like, well, you know, I love this. I want to try something different. I just, you know, so you're you're kind of into the knives for the the experience of using them and figuring out, you know, you just kind of like to sh shift off to other stuff. And, yes. Yeah. I think I think that's about right. I've, I my my situations uh, evolved a lot since I got out of the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. um, I've, you know, you said custom knives. In my, in, in, if I would have stayed in the Marine Corps or at the time I was in the Marine Corps, I never, ever would have thought I'd have ever owned a custom knife. Right. But since teaming up with Todd, I've, I've had the, the uh, luxury or whatever, the benefit of now I have custom knives and I enjoy them. Uh-huh. But that's just like anything else. Some guys have a car to get to work. Some guys have a car because they love the car. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's like anything. You can take it as far as you want. and. Mm. That's that's a good analogy, the car thing, because I, I drive like decrepit cars, otherwise known as yeah. hoopties. <laughs> so so like the car, like I just don't care about cars, but um, I I guess the only thing that I'm super crazy about is uh, one of the other things I do in another part of my life that nobody even really knows about is I play the drums, and so I have a lot of I have I a lot of yeah you see yeah I had no idea but um. So I have a lot of stuff that I switch up between drums and cymbals and then knives. Well, that's pretty much it. I have, okay. I have guns, but I'm more of a hunter than I am like a, yeah. an avid gun guy, you know. Okay. But um, so I, I get it. Now, how did you come to hook up with, uh, with this, like the whole Becker thing and all that? Mm. The Becker thing, it seems... I'm going to try to make a really long story short. Okay. I'm going to take my time going into Iraq. I think it was about 03. Okay. Whatever the invasion was. Um, we were on a ship, the uh, USS Bonhomme Richard. 
and I was headed there, and a buddy of mine knew me and knew I had a, a thing for knives, but I didn't have the thing for knives I have now. Right. And he says, uh, he says, hey man, he said my squad leader is getting rid of a a uh, a big black knife. He said it's it's kind of a large knife. You might be interested in it. Okay. Well, let's go up there. So we went up in the next deck up, just you know a set of stairs. Uh, go up there, and he says, uh, he say, you know, Corporal Bush. He said, you want that knife gone? He said, here's your here's your guy. And he hands it to me, and I'm kind of looking it over, and I'm thinking it's solid. It's looks like it's got a good carryability. It's it's a heavy, good knife. I like it. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks you know USA. That was a big thing for me. Yeah. Um, so I was I was pretty happy with it. And of course, at the time, it was a Camillus uh, Mashax, so it's not what it is now. But it it was different. It was better. Um, because I needed it. Right. <laughs> that was the thing. Yeah. Um, so I get it and uh, bought it. I, I don't know whatever I paid for it. I want to say it was $80. Uh, bought this thing. All he had done to it was paracord wrap the handle, which looking back, it didn't need it. It's a big, beefy handle. Uh-huh. Um, he had wrapped the, the Kydex sheath at the time with some 550 cord to silence it. Uh, had a drop on it. I buy this thing. Throw it in my belt. It's okay, cool. So we go into Fallujah, or uh, sorry, uh, uh, Iraq, carry it, Baghdad and back. I had this thing, loved it, right. uh, used it for all my stuff. You'd go to cut MRE boxes open or pry open, whatever you were doing. Didn't right. matter if you were opening a door, you were doing whatever. And I did open a few doors with it. Uh-huh. Uh, it was great. Like I said, it was basically a sharpened pry bar. Uh, do your thing with it. We get done. We're getting ready to, we're coming back to uh, Diwania. A buddy of mine says, uh, I'd like to have that knife. See, I'll sell it to you. And uh, he said, what do you want for it? Well, I carried it a little bit, but I'd like my $80 back. Yeah, I'll buy it. <laughs> I said, well, go ahead and take it. I'll get my money back when I get back. That was the worst $80 I've ever lost. <laughs> because <laughs> What would you give, like, say right now, if I could whip that knife out and say, here, Murph, this is the knife that you carried, what what would you give for that? Um, well, I recently got married, and I'd give you my wife for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. I'd, I'd, I'd give you, I don't know. A I'd, lot. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you what I paid for the one I bought to replace it. Uh, but I, I, I ended, I, I'd give, you know, three or $400 for it anyway. Well, just yeah, because it was yours. Yeah, yeah, it's got history tied. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of things. Like I said, like cars, you know. Yeah. I mean, the guy that got his first car in high school might turn around and pay the same price or, you know, whatever, ten times that for the car he drove then that wasn't even worth 50 bucks at the time. Yeah, and for the listeners, if if you know of, like, a really, really clean Dodge Ram Charger <laughs> with a 318. <laughs> or an 83 F250. That was my first. I'll, yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, so I had that. Sorry, mm-hmm. what were you going to say? Well, you were, you were talking about... Uh, I, I asked you what you would give to have that knife back. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, and, yeah, and, and, and the really, story of how my knives... Yeah. Right, and you, you really can't, as, as far as I know, you can't really put a value on something like that. And and, and not even thinking about you wanting it, mm. think about think about your descendants. Yeah, my kids. Because you're going to have them. I've yeah. got a daughter, I've got two stepkids, and they're, they're great kids, and, and one day I hope they know my story and they say, hey, I want dad's knife, or I want stepdad's knife, whatever. Um, yeah, it's the same thing, I've... I, I felt a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> that I, I really want that knife back, and I know where it's at. And uh, we should get it. <laughs> we can't get it. <laughs> a Why? buddy of mine has it, and he was with me through a lot of stuff. And I don't know that the two of us could go back and get it. I've actually tried to buy it off of him, and he said, "Dude, he said that knife goes with me through all my camp chores." And I said, "You know, K Bar makes that knife again." He said, "Yeah, so I'll buy you a new one to get that one back." Well, yeah, but 
that one's been to Iraq with me. I said, yeah, but that one's been to Iraq with me. And then it went with us because we were we went back together to the same yeah. deal. I said, so I've got more invested. And he said, no, 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 no. So we, we, had the, we had the same thing. Um, but was, at least you know where it is. It oh, yeah, yeah. It didn't disappear uh, into the mist. Yeah, Johnny, right. he's, he's a buddy of mine from North Carolina. And he's, he's uh, actually with a personal... Uh, private security detail out in California, and he, he'll never get rid of it. He's, yeah. So it's, you know it's yeah. not going anywhere, and the story will remain attached to it. Right. And it's sometimes good that's home. good enough, you yeah. know. Yeah. But, uh, oh, like we were, we want to continue on with where how I got with Becker? Sure, yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know how, how long you wanted to go with this podcast. No, 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 no. We're good to go. Um, yeah, it's however long. So, no, uh, I, I got this knife, and I let go of it. Well, you know, fast forward, I get out of the Marine Corps. Well, I, I turn around, I end up getting out. Uh, out of that particular situation in Iraq, go back. Um, me and Johnny, like I said, or Johnny and I are in the same unit. We uh, we go back together. He's got the machaques. I'm thinking, I need a new knife. Yeah. I got rid of my big knife. I've got plenty of big knives, but I wanted a new one. And I like that big black Camillus Becker thing. And um, so I go look, and my dad takes me down to a surplus store in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm from Indiana. Uh pretty close to Louisville, Kentucky, uh, Keesler's Firearm Supply. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It, it's awesome, man. Uh, yeah. At the time, it wasn't, it was pretty close to just police officers only, but he gets me in the door with his badge, and uh, we get, uh, we start looking at all these Beckers, and I said, man, I really like that Becker thing. I'd never seen the box they came in, didn't know anything about them, and I start feeling a couple knives, and one at the time was the crewman, I want to say there was the, um, the companion, but I, there was something else, and I was really torn between the two. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to say it was the crewman and the BK-7, which now I don't have a need for a BK-7 because I've got so many different ranges, but they're all great knives. Yeah. Uh, so I get this thing, and uh, I said, well, I'll take the BK-10. Throw it on my belt and carry it and attach it to my gear per- you know, permanently for the most part. Um, and I've still got that exact knife in my gun cabinet. Yeah. Used it for the same thing, prying, opening boxes. Didn't use as much for prying doors at the time because... We were at Abu Ghraib prison after all the crazy stuff went down. Monkey business. Yeah, all the yeah. You know, pictures and all. Uh, after all that, went back. They said, hey, uh, we're going to Fallujah. I thought, man, I definitely need this knife more than ever. Because that's going to be some serious stuff. Right. Um, not the possibility that somebody's going to be shooting at you, but definitely for sure somebody's going to be shooting at you. So I take this BK-10. I love it. Never had to use it in anger or anything, just, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. Carried it back out with me. Well, later, you know, after I got out of the Marine Corps, I'm working in a, a factory job at the time, and I said, man, I really want to see if I can find one of those BK-4 Meshaxes, if they're still available. Here, oh, yeah, Camille's closed their doors. Well, Becker's done. I better find one of those on eBay. Yeah. So I go straight to eBay. Find this thing. I, I screwed up and did the eBay thing before I even thought about doing a real Meshacks, I want to buy one now kind of deal. Yeah. Did this thing, find out this guy's got one on eBay for sale for, I don't even, want to, I don't even know for sure. It was like $150, $160. Jeez. I said, man, I'll take one. I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. And right. I kept bidding, but I used it with a buddy of mine. He ended up getting his, sent to his house. I won the auction, which was awesome. Still in the box, perfect condition. Uh, get this thing back home, and I'm like, yeah, this is this is it, dude. This is awesome. Did the stupidest thing I've ever done ever. I'm like, I'm never gonna use it. I'm gonna put it in my gun cabinet. <laughs> of course, that lasted about like I don't know three months. Yeah. But uh, 
or maybe six months. I yeah. look on, I throw it in my gun cabinet, you know, like I said, um, started searching on the forums because somebody said, well, what did you buy? You bought this knife. And I said, well, yeah, yeah, here, here it is. I'll show you the picture. I do an image search because I had, you know, like a brand new smartphone at the time. I'm doing this image search. And I said, well, here it is. Uh, freaking bladeforums.com was the image link on the bottom. I said, here it is. And uh, later I'm thinking about it. I was like, well, I want to see where that image went. Because I just found out I could click image links and they would take me. So, I'm, you know, I'm dumb redneck in Indiana. I don't know half this stuff. So I find this thing and um, go on there to blade forms, find out about the Baker heads and all this crazy stuff. And I was like, oh, they're still making a K-bar. Okay. Not that exact model, and not the BK4 not the BK4 Shacks at the time, but Becker teamed up with K Bar at that time. I'm gonna find out where this thing goes, and I just went and kind of went down the rabbit hole, and since then I've I've got you know the BK9, the BK10, I bought the BK10 LE, I bought so many Beckers that I'm just like, man, you just cannot beat them. Yeah. Um, like I said, not endorsing anybody, but for the price, I mean, if you're buying a production knife and you, you want the price, you want the value, you want the quality, a man that stands behind his products and knows the products he designs, you're not going to beat it. Oh, yeah. And and the, I mean, don't get me started on how good the handles are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you know handles, and yeah, they're great. Yeah. And uh, for the money. Yeah. I mean, good God. Mm. Like. And uh, and then plus you know Ethan Becker is like Ethan Becker, yeah. Like he's like he's like the greatest guy, and you know these are American-made stuff, and and he will go out of his way to make sure they're they're staying American-made. Yeah. You know if they say if K Bar picked up tomorrow, I think it said hey we're gonna ship these to wherever you know, and he would be like no they're staying here or the name goes with it. Yeah. You know I think he would easily say that. Well, and I've made a I've made a point on the podcast before. I'm willing to pay extra for American-made stuff. Absolutely. And uh, you know, I think we really, 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 if we want to um, have people have jobs in this country and uh, you know have things that we can take pride in, you you should try. You know, even if it's more expensive, if you have a choice. You know, you should try to seek out American products if you can. Um, and this is an American product, I think, that you get, like, fantastic value and quality for. Mm. You know, I don't I don't know that you can get a knife like this made in China for half the cost that's going to compare. Well, I mean, with, without knocking anybody's country, I mean, there's a lot right, to be said right, for right, anything right. that's, I'm, that's it, made. Generic. Yeah, yeah. yeah without, generic con- other countries. Yeah, and not, I don't mean that you were doing that, but it, yeah. without being, you know, there's something to be said for any product that's ever made. But, yeah, um, yeah, I absolutely, I mean, I will support the home team before I'll go out anywhere. Right. Um I mean, that's the same way with, you know, whatever state you're from. If you love your team, great. You love a team. Iowa, and it's baby. Better. <laughs> well, <clears throat> Indiana. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, whatever t- whatever team you're with, that's great. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, man, absolutely. I will I will go out of my way to, to support America, and that's, that's a, it's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks a ton for being on our podcast, and... Uh, it's like uh, a real deal soldier. <laughs> soldier stories. Uh, Marine. Yeah, Marine. <laughs> well, is it is it wrong to say soldier if you say if you're talking uh, about a Marine? Or yeah, how does it's that work? it's technically a thing. It's uh, there's okay. you know soldiers are all you know they whatever you 
uppercase, lowercase, I don't care. But a Marine things, it's it's always it's a, Marine. a, okay. a Marine's a Marine. You can't go to the Commandant of the Marine Corps and call him uh, just, you know, whatever, some Marine. He doesn't care. That's that's a pride thing. You go to yeah. the Army and say the top of the Army, whatever that's called, the general whatever something of the Army, and say, hey, soldier, he's going to get pretty upset. But if yeah. you go to the Commandant of the Marine Corps and call him Marine, that's still a he's sign fine. of respect. That's a Marine. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, man, you get into, like I said, you get you get into that. That's like, uh, that's just a pride thing. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> and understood, and I just want to make sure I address people the way they want to be addressed. And do you want do you want to get into where we're at now with the custom knife thing, or do you want to? Well, uh, why don't we why don't we'll we do talk about later. some of the stuff? Oh, okay. okay. That um, yeah. what do you got? Uh, what what's coming up? What's in the pike? Um. I don't know exactly. I mean, uh, Todd and I have talked a lot um, about different different designs and things. Um, I just I didn't know if you wanted to go to where I'm at now with customs from production, the military to now, or uh, but yeah, man, uh, we got um, <laughs> we've played around with a, an, an M18 that's a little thicker. I don't know. Oh my gonna, god! Yeah, not not, not <laughs> no, 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 not not a whole lot thicker. Okay, um, not not like twice. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, okay. I know Noka thinks this thing's gonna be like. A whole half inch or something. No, it's not that bad. Um, okay. You know, like it was like thirty thou thicker. Um, okay. Maybe. Uh, we'll we'll probably still get them at this point. We'll get them surface ground. Um, maybe go with a uh, the standard whatever they've been so far two fifty five or whatever. Uh huh. Um, those are great. Um, we still got the the Magua, the Yuma, the Tradewater, the Hornet. I mean, all that standard. I mean, we're yeah. always tweaking designs. You know. We're looking for input, so you play with them. If you got an idea for a design, man, we'll we'll play with it. I mean, we still it's still a custom shop. We can still do one offs, but yeah, um, we, you know, we just we love making them and playing with them. And you've seen mine, number yeah. one's still around for a couple of years, and I'm playing with it like yeah. crazy. I have number six. Yep, that's your yeah. You were that was what two gatherings ago? I yeah, know, no, that it was, was two fall years of, ago. Almost. Yeah, that yeah. was a uh, fall of fall of last year because spring of this year i was in guiana yeah and um and that's something you'll hand your kids one day oh yeah yeah you, it's not going anywhere yeah. i don't care if jim wants it he's not getting it it's mine <laughs> we, we so can, it's not like can, the lefty beast this is not going anywhere <laughs> it's a numbered knife <laughs> we can we can float him one to use if he wants to check it out yeah and we'll send along a business card because i don't think it'll be long after we loan him one he'll be buying one yeah uh well, you get it in your hand, and it's the proof is in the pudding. It's the thing yeah. I find with it a lot is um, the M18 that we're talking about is um, it's it's one of those knives that definitely doesn't feel as ungainly as you would ever think. You pick it up and you're thinking, man, this thing's gonna be nuts. You, whatever you, you really get it in your hand, pick it up, and you're like, man, it's it's balanced. Yeah, the balance is fantastic on it. Yeah. yeah. And it is actually useful for all you little couch ninjas out there that say you can't do anything with it. Um, go to my YouTube channel and you'll see me like skinning and cleaning and quartering a deer well, you with got it. One whole video of cleaning a deer, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I use it for other stuff, um, but you know, some of the times, uh, actually, probably 10% of the time I'm in the woods, I have mm. a camera with me. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a lot of stuff I do that I can't get on film, and and some of that stuff i do is with the m18 and one of these times i'll i'll film more with it but it is actually a useful knife and uh 
and uh, I enjoy using it. And what I tell Noka is it's like you're carrying around a gigantic club and you just feel all manly. Well, it's, it's, almost, <laughs> it's not a girly knife. It's almost the way you get with um, uh, anything. Like if you get an axe, man, you get a, an axe and you're just like, I can tame the woods. Yeah, I'm going to dominate the land. Yeah. <laughs> dominate, dominate the, the land. land, as Gutsy tells us, yeah. Well, and it's like it's like okay, I can I'm I'm very very good with a 22 and I love the 22. Yeah. But now put a 1911 on and see yeah. how it and feels. And it's it's a totally different feel. Like and it's you're, a you're different in a room experience. Full of guys with 22s and you got a 45. It's a totally different thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got you. And yeah. it's uh it it's it's the exact same thing. I feel like I can do so many more things. It it's not like I said that the the one knife we talk about that's that led to this or one of them that inspired this it doesn't just do a few things it does everything not everything i don't want to say, I don't want to say that right, right. Gonna be somebody goes well you can't brush your teeth with it well no you know brush their teeth with a knife you know, yeah but uh but yeah i mean there's the, yeah it, that's exactly it, right it has a lot of it has a lot of functionality yeah it, it does yeah. what a lot of knives say they can do this knife will actually do it yeah um and it's, but, uh, uh, I'm hungry for some chili. How about I you? I am very hungry for chili. And these, these skeeters thing. are going to get me because we're actually having dirt time right now. <laughs> yeah, so we all, are. Of, all of our ninja friends. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, this is I'm dirt time. I'm going to blaze a trail back to my cooler and go get another beer. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, again, thanks for coming on for the podcast. And uh, we're we're together fairly frequently in the wilderness. So yeah. there will yeah, be more. Yeah, every six months at least. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, tell uh, TM hi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll definitely tell him. I'll tell him uh, we actually stuck a sticker on Ethan's truck just to give you pictures. I took it off before he noticed it, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I put a TM hut sticker right there on his Jeep. And, uh, you know, we can't put the whole website on. But yeah, we yeah. just did that one thing on there. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a good thing. All right. Well, uh, we'll catch you next time. Anytime, man. All right. Thanks. Yep.